Good afternoon, and welcome to the Middle East Forum's webinar and podcast series, Israel Insider with Alex Selsky, filling in for Ashley Perry. I'm Stacey Roman, and I'll be moderating this discussion today. We are pleased to have Mr. Alex Selsky, Senior Advisor to the Middle East Forum's Israel Victory Project, join us to here today to update us on all the events going on in Israel. Mr. Selsky will, speaking, will be giving us a briefing on current Israeli affairs for 15 minutes and open it up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen to type your question. Now, with no further ado, I'll turn the discussion over to Mr. Alex Selsky. Hi, good evening. Can you hear me well? Yes. Okay. So first of all, good evening from Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I chose for today two topics, which I think uh, show and symbolize maybe the main um, political and social issue that uh, challenges uh, the minds of uh, the Israelis today, uh, uh, how long this government will survive. Uh, all of you know that our new government of only two weeks is uh, very, very fragile. And today I chose two um, kind of examples, <clears throat> very interesting ones, very outstanding ones for Israeli politics. Uh, to show how the situation is uh, even more fragile than we thought. And uh, uh, I think it is also interesting to understand these examples and to, to, to understand really the outstanding situation in Israeli politics. So the first thing is uh, the um, continuation of the crisis over the family reunion law. Uh, which the coalition cannot uh, engage a majority for. I will give a little background to explain and then what exactly happens and why, uh, why it is so uh, important and interesting to, to put attention on it. Well, family reunion law is a law that uh, uh, exists for almost 20 years from 2003. And this law actually forbids uh, automatic citizenship for spouses of uh, Israeli citizens. And uh, now a majority of those who uh, fall under this law are uh, Palestinian women that come to uh, marry uh, primarily Bedouins from the uh, South to be third, fourth, fifth uh, wife. And uh, in the past, Shabak Shinbet already showed that many of those who uh, became Israeli citizens by this uh, reunification, reunion um, with uh, with uh, Israeli Arabs, many of them become those who then participate in terror activity, uh, and and that was the security argument to pass this law and definitely there is a demographic argument to pass this law and uh, now you should say okay but what the israeli supreme court uh, what did he say about that and uh, um, surprisingly for those who uh, who usual to uh, the uh, openness of the Israeli Supreme Court to the human rights, uh, uh, surprisingly, this law didn't pass uh, the uh, Supreme Court twice. Uh, and at the second time in 2000, uh, uh, I think 11, 
uh, one of uh, one of uh, the uh, judges that 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 was against uh, that was in favor of this law said, "Listen, the human rights are not prescription for uh, national suicide," and this <laughs> became one of the biggest, uh, you know, quotations. Uh, of uh, the whole legal system in Israel to, to, to show that, yes, we definitely uh, open to human rights, but our national survival uh, is above that. And even the Supreme Court uh, said that. So that's uh, very briefly about the law. Now, this law should be prolonged every year. It's not automatic, uh, automatic. It has to be prolonged every year. That how the law was passed. And every year, the coalition, definitely for the last 12 years with Netanyahu, very easily passed uh, this uh, prolong uh, prolonging, pro uh, postponed. And uh, Yamina and Yeshatid, Bennett's party and Yela Pitt's party, even from the opposition, they always, always supported this law ideologically. And what happens today that we see that this coalition, because of the Arab Ram party that definitely do not support this law and call them the law racist, the coalition could, cannot have a majority. And Likud, together with the ultra-Orthodox parties and together with the Zionist religious party headed by Smotrich, they don't support the law even though ideologically those are the people who were supporting this law and pushing it for 12 years. Now, ideologically, it's definitely against the principles. But that's exactly the issue and that's exactly the status of the Israeli politics today. We see that unfortunately, very unfortunately, there is no ideology in many cases today. There is only political fight and the opposition does everything to uh, put down, to crash uh, this uh, coalition by any price, even ideological. Now, you know, we can understand Likud, but how, how come that Smotrich don't, doesn't support? How come that the Haredi parties don't support? Because definitely they are in favor of, of this law. Now, what they say, Benjamin Netanyahu spoke about it a couple of days ago, and he said, okay, you know what? We, we are ready to support this law with one condition. We will support it for two months. And within these two months, we demand that the coalition will pass and basic immigration law, basic laws in Israel, you know, they're equal to the constitution. There is no constitution in Israel. The basic laws, which is historically was done in order to, you know, to, to, to play with, with the coalition and not to, you know, not, not to have it closed. Now, ideologically, it seems reasonable, right? Because Benjamin Netanyahu says, okay, but this new law that will pass must include all the issues of the immigration, including the uh, illegal immigrants from Africa. But that's the catch because we understand that this law will not pass with this coalition. So he actually puts you know, a side bomb for this coalition with the only goal 
to go and say this coalition is left and it and, and it doesn't promote the you know the uh, right wing the national uh, it cannot pass the uh, the things that are right and needed and required for the national interest what he doesn't say that he didn't support it that's first issue and the second issue also very interesting and also very uh, very symbolic a few days ago the head of uh, ram um, islamic party that is today part of the uh, coalition uh, mansour abbas gave an interview to a palestinian radio and said he've been quoted as he's saying we act uh, to renew the uh, negotiations between Israel and Palestinians. And we want a Palestinian state with equal rights between Palestinian and Jews, and we want peace and we want security and this and that. And um, he was asked, but yes, but how exactly you intend to do that? Because the, the, the Palestinian issue is not uh, included in the uh, principles of the coalitional agreement. So it, it doesn't seem that you're really capable to do that. But he said, no, 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 we, we, we do that. Now, this is very interesting because, uh, first of all, none of the big Israeli uh, media channels didn't quote this interview. Who did? Uh, uh, who did? publish this interview, the right-wing media identified with the opposition, with Likud, with the ultra-Orthodox, and with uh, Smotrich, with the uh, religious uh, Zionist parties. Because again, what they try to do, they try to uh, put light on that in order to come and say, look, 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 this is leftist government. You see, they let him uh, established the Palestinian state. He speaks because he's coordinated with the, with the prime minister and the, with the minister of uh, foreign affairs, and and they support him for a renewal of these uh, negotiations. But we don't see any reaction on behalf of Bennett. We don't see any reaction on that quote on behalf of Yair um, Lapid, uh, who, by the way, at the same time is uh, traveling his historic visit to uh, the United Emirates. So, 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 so what's happening? Does Abbas really intend to promote Palestinian state? Is there any really secret agreement between him and, and Bennett and Lapid that he will promote these uh, negotiations? Um, or it's again a political issue? Now, there is a commentary, and, 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 and I agree with it. You must understand what, what happened to the uh, Arabic society within Israel with, uh, with uh, joining of Ram into uh, or which, what caused to Ram to join the Israeli government. Actually, Arab. Some Arabs, not all the Arabs, but some Arabs in Israel came and said, listen, why we have to be all the time outsiders within the Israeli 
politics, economy, you know, we, we, we want money, we want budgets, we want, you know, normal uh, life. But they don't like us because they identify us with the Palestinians. They think that we don't care about us, we care about Palestinians. So let's put the Palestinian issue aside. Let's kind of give up of the Palestinian identity and, and, and let's not care for the Palestinians so much. You know, if the United Emirates and Bahrain and Morocco and even Saudis don't care so much for Palestinians and enjoy Israeli economy, so how come that we, that we are raised here and we are part of the economy and we are the doctors and we are the engineers, how come that we cannot do the same? And some part of the Arabs in Israel, actually that, that, that part of the uh, spirit that caused the entrance of Abbas to the coalition is by them kind of giving up so what I think is happening that Abbas is playing with that. He understands that he cannot really give up the Palestinian issue. So he's, you know, paying the lip service, paying the tax to the, to those who criticize and oppose him. And he has a very big criticism within for the fact that he entered the coalition and the government with Lapid and, and, and Bennett and, and Lieberman and Saar, yeah, people that are right-wing than Netanyahu even. So he's dancing with Palestinian issue and saying, no, 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 I'm not within this government because I gave up. It's much more sophisticated. I'm the one that will let them put this issue back. I'm the one that didn't give up. I do it even though, you know, they didn't put it in the coalitional agreements, but I know how to put it, you know, uh, in, 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 in a very sophisticated way. And by that, he also reduces the opposition within his party. He also gains more support out of those who didn't support him because he uh, didn't care for the Palestinian issue. And, 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 and that way he, he, he plays to, you know, to the both sides. And I think that the heads of the coalition understand that very well. And let him do that, understanding that it's no more than lip service and nothing will come out of it. But we definitely should follow up and see if I'm right or wrong. And if it's only lip service or really uh, things will happen. Um, that's it for now. And I think that I spoke exactly 15 minutes as I was expected. Perfect, you certainly did. Uh, thank you so much for that. The first question we have in is from David Levine. How are judges, particularly the high court judges, chosen in Israel? Well, it's a very interesting question, and 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 we we really don't have enough time to uh, to go into this very interesting um, uh, issue. Well, for many many years, well until now, there is a committee that chooses uh, the judges which consists of two judges, two politicians from the coalition, one from the opposition, if I'm not mistaken, I think, the head of the bar association, and one representative, I think public representative. Now, historically until 2015 or 2013, uh, when, um, 15, I think, 
when Ayelet Sheket became the, um, uh, the minister, the, the structure of this committee was always in favor of those uh, who supported the older uh, principle that gave it, uh, uh, the judges uh, to be promoted uh, by um, uh, by the experience, by just years of experience within uh, uh, within the uh, system. But what Shakir did, she uh, engaged the, the the head of the bar association to to her kind of coalition within the committee in order to bring more. Um, uh, conservative judges, conservative meaning that they will not interfere within the laws and will not um, uh, interfere and definitely will not change the laws after the uh, after the Knesset. Uh, so today, one of the really, really biggest issue uh, between the right and left and within this government will be how judges will be promoted if it will be only by uh, as, it, as, as, as the judges want, yes, by um, uh, the experience, the uh, number of years of experience or by their views. Uh, but so far, uh, the model itself will, is not going to be changed. So it's gonna be the same, uh, apparently the same model of uh, the committee and, uh, and, 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 and the, uh, and the majorities within the committees um, will, will fight between themselves in order to, to see if they can nominate somebody else. All right, thank you so much. And from Wayne Lowe, are Arab Christians active in social involvement and voting in elections in Israel? And do you think that Arab citizens of Israel believe in the rights of the Jewish state of Israel? You know, the, your last point in your lecture was very interesting. So let's expand a little bit. Thank you. What was the first one about uh, the Arab? Arab Christians active in social involvement and voting? Arab Christians? Well, definitely Arab Christians, meaning the Israeli citizens and Israeli, they definitely vote as every Israeli citizen. Well, they not so involved, meaning openly, they are very, uh, you must understand, Israeli Arab Christians uh, are about 20% of all the Arabs, which is about, let's say, uh, 250, let's say, okay? No, less, 100 and, uh, 150, maybe 1,000 people. Uh, and also, it's, it's, it's not one group, okay? And they have almost the same level of income and almost the same level of uh, education as Jews. So their level of life is, uh, is, uh, is rather high. And they, and, and they enjoy, very enjoy, uh, you know, also the, this, this, this you know, democratic way of uh, living. And they, by the way, are very developed economically and businesses, just for you to know, the biggest supplier of wines in Tel Aviv is uh, Nicola Hinawi. Okay, his daughter was studying with me in uh, BA uh, Business Administration. So, uh, so they, they definitely vote. Uh, but they, you know, you, you will not see them, you know, in marches and, and provocations. And, and they vote very interestingly. Many of them vote for uh, Jewish parties left, but definitely Zionist. Uh, 
a part of them vote also Likud, and they, they, they feel rather good. Many of them uh, oppose to Muslim parties very strongly because they see that the Muslim, actually Arabs, uh, are those who oppress them much more, much more than the Jews. We see that in the Palestinian Authority, you know, Bethlehem, that was 50% uh, Christian uh, before uh, Oslo, and now about, I think, only 10 or 15% Christian because the Palestinian Muslim just, you know, just... Uh, expelled them from Bethlehem and that happens in every in every place so uh, Israeli Arab Christians I think enjoy life in Israel very well and they by the way they they, they also you know play dance this very uh, complex tango of the identity of being an Arab and being you know with Israel and but again they 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 with within the arab community they 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 cannot oppose too much to the muslims but today what happens also is that we have a community of uh, uh, arabs uh, that come and say listen we, we we're not arabs okay we are those who stayed here when jews were expelled okay um, we actually people from then we are aramis okay Aramaic is one of the languages of the, of the, of the Torah, of, of the Bible, and they read it, okay? And they claim that they should be a different people of Aramaic and not called Arabs. Now, why they Arabic by culture? Because they were conquered by the Arabs when the Arabs came. But they come and say, listen, we, we, we actually are not Arabs and don't see us as, as Arabs. we something else. We're much closer to Jews and they... they they fight with Jews, many of them go to the army. That about uh, that and the, um, and can you again remind me the second, the second part of the last question? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, do you think Arab citizens of Israel believe in the rights of the Jewish state? Christians, I think many of them, total majority, I think uh, within their hearts, definitely enjoy, as I said, um, living in Israel and definitely prefer living within the Jewish state and, and, and don't want, you know, living under Palestinian rule or whatever. Uh, by the way, many of them also, those who don't find themselves within the uh, identity in Israel, uh, they leave Israel and emigrate to Europe and America, but the numbers are much lower than we think. Um, now, if we speak about Muslims, it's a very good question, you know, and, and the problem with, uh, with their real thoughts that many of that we don't know because they are under pressure uh, because I think they don't believe to the polls that, that are done uh, definitely by the Arab companies, uh, I definitely think that more and more and more uh, Israel, Arabs living in Israel, uh, also those uh, who are Muslim, they understand that Israel is good for them. They understand that Israel, uh, uh, you know, is definitely freer and, 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 and they can, you know, in, in many, maybe not a national uh, rights, but definitely in, <clears throat> you know, 
regular life and just standard of living get much more than they can in uh, many other places. So they understand that, you know, it's not that they accept the Jewish state because they're Zionist or because they, you know, understood that, you know, Jews uh, desire their own state because of the Holocaust or expel of 2000 years. But they understand that for them, it's good. And let it be Jewish state because for us it's good. I think this is a very big part of uh, uh, Muslim uh, Arabs in Israel. If it's majority, I, I, I don't know. But if it, even if you show me the numbers, you say, listen, polls say, uh, polls show it's 70%. I don't know. You know, we, we should be very, very cautious with the polls within the Arabs. Now, on the other hand, you see, you see those uh, young people that just one month ago, you know, were killing, you know, Jews because because they hate them. If this is minority, I believe that the violent are minority, but I don't know how many people that deeply in the heart feel that they don't want the Jews here uh, are represented by these minorities. So maybe, as I said, and, and, and you think it's in, it, it contradicts, but it's not. Many understand that they want to live in Israel because they understand that Israel will not go anywhere. So let it already be and let's already live here because it's, after all, it's good. But if those people, if they understand that Israel tomorrow will be weak and can be thrown out and they can live here without Jews, I think many of those who uh, want to live in Israel, if they would understand that Israel cannot succeed and cannot survive, if they will oppose to that idea, no, they will be happy. Thank we you, will sir. survive unless we're strong. Economically, first of all, spiritually, uh, militarily, culturally united, and then everybody except us inside and outside. And those who will not, you know, they will uh, they will get used to it. Exactly. All right. So we have a question from Reuven Hawk as well as Carrie Hildebrand. They're asking, uh, do you think that there's any chance that there are elements within Likud or the ultra-Orthodox parties that will consider breaking away and from Netanyahu and join the coalition? Yes, yes. Uh, well, first of all, just a few days ago, uh, the coalition started uh, passing the law that enables only four MKs to uh, leave uh, a party and to join coalition. Before that, it was a third of a faction, meaning that if Likud is 30, by the existing law, you have to engage, you have to be 10, okay, to leave Likud and to join coalition. By the new law, if it will pass, and I think it will, but let's see, nothing is uh, taken for granted with this coalition, then it means that only four from Likud can join coalition. And it can be a game changer because if four will join coalition, meaning that Ram can be thrown away so it's all another game so if this happens so other Likudniks will say so listen what's the problem now to join this is not left 
okay? So let's join also. So maybe Smotrich, maybe Shas. So then you can say to merits go out. So then all the right wing block can come. And also I think that Shas, few months away, after the budget will pass and the Victor Lieberman will feel uh, secure enough that he has uh, succeeded in much of his goals and passed the budget that is good for his goals, including the, um, uh, uh, the military service for the ultra-Orthodox and uh, uh, the new uh, educational system for the ultra-Orthodox, including math and English, and if then Shas will come, I think they will find common ground by which Lieberman will be secured enough to let them in. And they will come in because they want anything. Okay. So uh, if Shas in a few months can join on these uh, conditions, yes. Everything possible in Israeli politics. In 1999, I remind you that Shas entered the left coalition under Barack got all the money they needed for their educational system and left the government after they took the money and the government started to fall under Barack, first of all, because Shas left and then Merits left, but it started from Shas. So Shas are very, very practical. And they will, if they will see that it's better to get in, to get some benefit, they will get in. Understood, thank you. And our last question of the day from Joseph Flashner. Uh, what influence will the chief rabbinate have now with this new government? Well, the chief rabbinate has authorities which are not so political. They are more, well, everything in Israel is political, definitely the religion, but, uh, but they, you know, they control by law things, uh, all the personal, like uh, weddings are only religious and uh, all the kashrut is under the chief rabbinate and all the, um, uh, uh, all, all, all the personal, uh, yeah, if uh, you know, all, all the uh, cemeteries are under <coughs> also the regulation and, uh, and uh, we don't see any change at the moment, first of all, because uh, I remind you that Yamina, which is an Orthodox uh, party, not ultra-Orthodox, but Orthodox, they took the Ministry of Religion and, under them. So what this government wants to promote is that the new chief rabbis will not be ultra-Orthodox, but Zionist Orthodox. And that can bring a major change in uh, many issues uh, of uh, kashrut and 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 uh, weddings and 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 primarily i think that the um, the approach of the secular israelis toward the rabbanut and and the relig religious services because today I understand those who control our identity are those who don't serve in the army now, how you want, uh, how do you expect a regular Israeli sees that? He, he, he says, listen, who are you to, to, to dictate to me, uh, you know, how to, uh, how to make wedding or uh, how to eat, okay? It, 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 
it builds a huge gap between the secular Israelis and the Orthodox, between secular and, 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 and religion and Jewish identity and makes, makes, makes this connection very bad. At the moment that the religious Zionist will take it, it, it will be much smoother, much um, more united, I believe. And I think that majority of not ultra-Orthodox definitely believe. Let's see if they succeed. In the past, they didn't succeed. This government can do that. All right. Well, thank you so much. We've come to the close of our webinar and podcast. Alex, thank you again for taking time to update us this week. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you, too. And thank you all for joining us. And I hope you have a great day. And for our viewers in the U.S., hope you have a happy July 4th.